0: Welcome inside the lab at Formula 4 Media. I am Bob McGee, and today I'm speaking with Kenneth Andres, who leads sales and operations for the world's largest fishing trade show, ICAST, as trade show director for the American Sporting, Sport Fishing Association. Mr. Andres started his career in the fishing industry at Orvis and as a fly fishing guide in the southeast United States. Always an avid angler and hunter, his first fishing trip was with his father catching bluefish on the Ruddy Inlet at Virginia Beach. Today outside his work at ASA, he is a board member for Project Healing Waters, an organization dedicated to the physical and emotional rehabilitation of disabled active military personnel and disabled veterans through fly fishing. He's also a committee member of Ducks Unlimited and a board member of the Live Like Jack Foundation that encourages children to take part in outdoor recreation. Good day, Mr. Andrews. Let's get started. Next, us about ICAST, which I understand has doubled in size over the last five years. Where and when is the trade show? Who attends? And what do you attribute the show's growth rate to? Okay, great, yeah. ICAST is the uh, fishing industry's trade show. Uh, it'll
1: be July 12th through the 15th 2016 in Orlando, Florida at the Orange County Convention Center. And now there's two convention centers out there. There's the North, South, and the West Building. Uh, we'll be in the West Building. Uh, we have seen a lot of growth over the last four or five years. I think a lot of that comes from uh, change in direction on uh, marketing and how the fishing industry perceived its own trade show and uh what we've got now is we have a good core group of uh fishing manufacturers who exhibited at the show uh but we've also appealed to secondary markets that include uh apparel uh the or soft goods sunglasses and uh certainly now the personal watercraft uh stuffs and Kayaks and canoes. So we're really excited about the growth of the show, and and everybody seems to like fishing, and so we want to make sure that we put on the best show for them.
0: Can can we talk just a little bit about trends in fishing? Is there any are there any new interesting products or type of fishing regional differences and fishing trends that you might be able to discuss uh, briefly? Yeah, you know we have
1: uh, a new product showcase at the uh, at ICAST every year, and we have. This- 24 categories, and in each category, there's something new and, and exciting in all of them. I think one of the biggest things that we've seen are apps in the fishing world, like tablets, or or handheld uh, GPSs, and um, or even for your smartphone. Um, and so those products that are coming out now aren't conventional in our in our industry, uh, whether you fly fish or you or you spin fish, and so uh, that. That inclusion of technology into the fishing industry is really, has really grown a lot, and we're really excited to see the new products that keep coming out for that.
0: And Kenneth, where in the United States do people fish the most? Does it depend on the type of fishing? And you could provide our listeners with some any current demographics on today's North American fishermen.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So if the largest group is obviously east of the Mississippi. And, and beyond that, after we drill it down, the southeast is, uh, is the largest uh, fishing group or part of the uh, region in the United States for fishing. Uh, freshwater is king, um, as if there is more fresh water than salt water available to most of our anglers. But uh, if you drill it down even more uh, from the southeast uh, region, you you go into Florida, and Florida is the number one fishing state in the country. There is of uh, uh, many recreational opportunities in Florida, and but fishing seems to be the number one uh, reason why people come to Florida, it seems like.
0: And what about women and kids? Is their participation in fishing growing today? And if so, uh, where and what is special about these experiences with the sport that makers and retailers of fishing gear should keep in mind?
1: Yeah, I think I think kids fishing has always been uh, on the forefront of a lot of the programs, grassroots programs that are out there. Uh, fishing derbies and kids fishing programs over the summer camps and things like that. So kids fishing, I, I, I wouldn't say that it's 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 taken off and it leads the pack and it's growing 15% over every year, but it is something that's consistent. Uh, women's fishing uh, saw a big uh, uptick probably late 90s, uh, two thousand, certainly in fly fishing. And it really was, it was great to see. And you can see that impact on the exhibitors at the show and the kind of products that they carry because you're seeing a lot more women-specific products. And I'm not just talking about pink, you know, colored products. I mean, we're talking about products that are technically designed uh, for women uh, to improve their fishing ability.
0: So where do most North American fishing enthusiasts purchase their gear today? Outdoor specialty chains, local mom-and-pops, online. Any shifting here as to where most people go for their buy-their gear?
1: Well, I, I think that's always been the biggest question for a lot of people. And, I, and typically, you know, when we were growing up, the, you, you went to an independent retailer or a specialty retail shop to buy your gear, uh, regardless if you were fly fishing or if you uh, you're a conventional fisherman. Uh, in today's market, you know, you have big box stores that have eaten up a lot of uh, market share or, or retail space for a lot of uh, for, uh, for buyers or for users like ourselves, our consumers like ourselves and i think a lot of volume is being distributed uh, through big retailers uh, independent retailers and specialty shops have been holding their own and seen a little bit of fallout uh, it's not it's not a it's not it's not that it hasn't happened and i think that there's been a little bit of wash but out with some new without with some old companies uh, or independent retailers and and we pop up three or four five more so you do the enthusiasm's there uh, we certainly have a lot of fishermen I think it's just an ebb and flow right now. So we're, we're really happy with the, the way that the fishing industry is uh, adapting to the uh, current market, which is that fishing is still a very popular sport and is, and is continuing to
0: grow. Okay. Finally today, Mr. Andres, you've had a lifelong relationship with fishing, both professionally and as an enthusiast. Could you tell our listeners what newcomers can expect from the sport and how it enriched their experience in the outdoors?
1: Yeah, I I think fishing right now is in the... It's an evolutionary period. You know, we grew up watching certain channels, and, and whether it was bass fishing or saltwater, uh, and 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 those people have started to move on and pass on their knowledge to a younger group of people. And uh, we're seeing guys in their 20s and 30s now with television shows, media taking a completely different approach uh, to the fishing community. And there is just—it's no longer just on one channel on your cable box. We have three or four dedicated channels to fishing. We have internet, uh, the, the blog sites, uh, people doing their own movies. You have the, the fly fishing film festivals and, and things like that encouraging, I shouldn't say encouraging people, but reinstating, uh, that the, the, the love for fishing. And it's, it's really cool. I, I think it, we're in a, we're in a great spot right now and it's just going to continue to appeal to not just fishermen to anybody, to anybody in the outdoors.
0: Okay. Well, thank you for your insights today, Mr. Andres. Best of luck with ICAST, which will be in Orlando July 12th to July 15th. And you've been listening to Inside the Lab at Formula 4 Media. This is Bob McGee.